But I just need y'all to know that this just works so well with my opening. But I just want y'all to stand with me for a minute. The band's going to be on the stage anyway because they're playing a part in the message. But I need y'all to know how I felt this week. It just, I can't even explain it. <laughs> Seriously, I, I've tried to think of words that could explain how I felt. On uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I don't think it was depression. I don't really think I've ever dealt with true depression. But there was just, it was a resistance is the best way I can describe it. If, if it was sin, I wouldn't talk about it until I've dealt with it. But I did not want to sing this song on Tuesday and Wednesday. Nor did I feel like praying. Nor did I feel like dancing. Nor did I feel like lots of other things. And I knew the rock wouldn't move. But I felt like just having a pity party for myself. And so I took it out like a gentleman that I am on my wife. <laughs> and she was facing the same thing. And I didn't think of her. I thought of me. And y'all, it was rough. And I know y'all need your pastor to be perfect. It's just not going to work at this house. Because <laughs> I, I, y'all, rough. So, God doesn't do things like this on accident. And God did not make me miserable. But you kind of start fleshing things out. Can anybody in here that's struggling this week that'll be honest? If y'all don't want to be honest, that's cool. Y'all can remain where you are for as long as you want. And we have patience and we love you because we're in the same boat. We're men and women, just like y'all standing on this stage. We hurt, we cry. But is anybody in here, did, did anyone in here come in here with any baggage this week? Can anyone just show me your hand? If y'all came in here with some baggage like I did this week. If y'all didn't, man, that's awesome. That's about half of y'all. A whole row of y'all didn't come in with anything, man. Praise God. Y'all should be up here on the front row leading the way in worship. Because if you didn't come in here with nothing, I don't know why y'all aren't skipping something. My Lou, my darling, or something, if y'all know what I'm talking about. There's just sometimes I don't feel like it. I mean, it's, you know what I found? That's the time that something crazy goes down. That's the time that God shifts something in your life. And that's the whole point of today. See, this sermon series on Unplugged ends in a way that's a little bit different. And I'm so excited about it because it's the work that God literally had to do in my life this week. You're not always going to feel like it. And he just wants to rob you. The enemy just wants to rob you of your praise. He wants to rob you of your time that's intimate with God. He wants to have you forget what you heard on Sunday or what you heard on Tuesday so that you're reminded of what you're not. And I'm not satisfied with that anymore. I'm not satisfied with being a powerless people. I'm not satisfied with not seeing God do amazing things. And my circumstances never had anything to do with that. And so I just need y'all to know in this place that we're not staying where we are. That we're going to watch God do things that are kind of out of our comprehension and we don't know what to do. And so this is the declaration that I'm making today. And if y'all don't want to receive it, y'all will get exactly what you want to get. This dude can't do anything for you. I can just be obedient. 
We're going to see something shift big time in this place today. We're going to have fun. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we're going to have a good time. They're going to play a part. But we ain't staying like we are. And if you came in here hurt and weak and tired and powerless, or you came in here on your greatest high ever, sometimes that's the worst thing that could happen because on Tuesday you forgot. And so today, I'm declaring in Jesus' name a great victory in this house. Not because I can bring a victory to you, but because he already brought the victory to us and we just forget. Come on, somebody. So God, in this place, what we declare in Jesus' name is that victory. And we're excited to see what you're going to do. Because we're not the rock that you build your church on. Jesus Christ is our firm foundation. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And so today, it's in the name of Jesus that we declare these things. And we believe that you are going to do more than we can ask or imagine. But God, what we're praying is not for like crazy numbers to come. I believe that will happen. We're not praying that, that everything moves and shakes. We're praying for our souls, Lord. We're praying for the hurting and the lonely and the, and, the, and the weak. We're praying for the people that are on their highest high ever and don't feel like they need you because they are more vulnerable than I was on Tuesday and Wednesday. And we're believing that you're going to do something in our spirit, in ourselves, that is powerful. We love you, Jesus, and we're excited. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Type your neighbor say, get ready to get powered up. Say, power up. Y'all remember that? Oh, see, that was unprovoked, but I look, well, it was kind of provoked, but y'all just were ready. We, we just powered up. All right, so uh, this is what I want y'all to know. I'm going to do a quick review, and I need y'all to really lean in, and we're going to have some interaction, and our awesome worship team has stayed up, and they have something really fun. And if y'all are sticks in the mud, you might be miserable today. And I love you with the love of the Lord. But everybody else that likes to have fun, we're going to have a good time today. Is everybody ready to have a good time? Yeah. Ow! All right, here we go. So just in review of our series, if you haven't seen any of it, it doesn't matter. It's a wonderful color behind it. The first week was, was he's a good, good father. And we're going to go, we're going to read the verses in just a second. But, but every, listen, this is important. Everything comes from God. And when we pray, we acknowledge that it comes from him. You, Father, are holy and awesome. And I acknowledge that in my life there's nothing good that doesn't come from above, coming down from the Father of lights. And so in this prayer, we are acknowledging that it comes from him. And then a shift takes place in the second part of the prayer. Bring your kingdom right here. Like when we sit, and I didn't watch y'all worship, so I can say this with clarity and in not feel bad, but if, if, if you worship like this, I need y'all to know that you're going to get this in your life. I don't care if you sing hymns and a piano and a choir. It doesn't, style of music is irrelevant. But if you sit, you're going to get this. And, and circumstances don't matter. I'm about to get there in a second. I'm going to preach ahead of myself, but it's okay. This is what you're going to get. This is why, listen, the petition of prayer is you're about to bring it down, Jesus. And we're going to pray through you. That's why we pray in Jesus' name, amen, because we're praying through him. He sits on the right hand of the Father. And we pray every single day the petition of prayer. Not the same words, but we're praying to the king. And then the provision of prayer, we're trusting him with our daily needs. And the pardon of prayer is forgiveness. And if you missed that one, please go back and watch those because I'm telling you, I believe unforgiveness robs us so often. And then the protection of prayer last week. Through trials and hurt and the temptation that the evil one brings on us. 
And so I just want y'all to, to say it out loud with me. We're going to go back through the Lord's Prayer. We've done this every week. I hope y'all know it by heart. If y'all don't, it's not that hard to memorize. But here we go. In this manner, therefore, pray. Y'all say it with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Here we go. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Right here is today's verse. And this is today's message. And the first part of that prayer is from is the Father, is God. And there's three parts of God. If you're not familiar with the Lord, this is, this is crazy. But he's one, but he has three distinct roles. God the Father, who sent his son to die. He is who we pray through. He is who sits on the right hand. He, he is what the Bible calls our high priest. And we pray through our priest. We don't have a priest and a man. This is not your priest. Okay. This is not the one that you pray to. If you do, God help us all. Okay. That you pray. We pray. To, we pray from God, everything comes from you, and I'm praying through Jesus because he's the one that took the price and, the, and excuse me, paid the price for my sin. And, but then the last one, it shifts. And this is the deal. Every week we've talked about being unplugged and how we feel unplugged and how we got to pray. But I just want y'all to feel freedom in this. Can I tell you my prayer this week? Here was my prayer on Tuesday and Wednesday. God, I don't feel like it. If you've never told God that before, let me just explain something to you. He knows, okay? He knew that I didn't feel like it. I just wanted to tell him because I got a friend that sticks closer to than a brother in Jesus. And I'm going to talk to him. And I'm going to tell him, God, I don't know what this is that I'm feeling, but it ain't here. I'm not even struggling today with my mind. I'm struggling so deep, and I don't even understand it, but I need you. You know what's crazy about that? I'm about to preach. Every time I tell him I need him, do you know what happens? He comes. And every time that I forget to tell him that I need him, you know what happens? He's there, but he's a gentleman. And he's not going to break the door down of your life and say, Hey, bro! That's what I wish he would have done on Tuesday and Wednesday, somebody. But he won't do it because he loves you. And so if you're feeling it, listen, he knows your thoughts before they even come out of your mouth. He knows everything about you. The Bible says he knows the hairs on your head. Tell him. If you lose your mind, yes, ask for forgiveness. Every time ask for forgiveness. But listen, don't ask for forgiveness and go, oh, he hates me. He's about to strike me with lightning. He loves you. And he knows you. And he knows your heart. And he knows how far we get from God sometimes. He knows how far we get from him. It is a conversation is all prayer is. And he, if, if the person that loves us and knows us better than we know ourselves wants to hear from us, I'm just going to make a pledge to y'all today that I'm going to remember, and I'm asking y'all to a plea, to not forget to pray, even when we don't feel like it, because there's a third part of the Trinity, of the Godhead is what it's called. And it's the Holy Spirit, and this is this part. Because it says, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so I did all P's. Did y'all notice that I like, pastors like to use the same letter. If y'all don't like it, then that's okay. But it makes us feel good about ourselves when we can use the same letter, everybody. So today is the power. Everybody say power. power. Say it like it's power. power. That was good. The power of prayer. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. There is power when you pray. And if we stop praying, 
mm, it's bad. And that's all he wants to do in our lives, not Jesus, the enemy. It's just, I don't feel like it. And this part is the two part, and, I, and, and I'm going to talk about this the rest of the time, but I need y'all to know this. Did anyone see the, the picture on social media I put yesterday? I put it on, I think, Instagram and Facebook or whatever else book there is. And, I, and it was a picture of the, of the Space Needle in Seattle getting hit by lightning. And lightning was going up and down and up and down. It's crazy looking. And I thought, that's it? Ah! I mean, I literally, if you were at my house yesterday, you'd have been freaked out a little bit. Because I, that's the picture. Because he gives it to you. But then this is what most of us think. All right, I got it. And it's a return to sender all the time. Everything is for him. It's never been about me. Which has to lead into, y'all, every time I pray, I walk and I pray and everybody think I'm crazy because I'm talking out loud. Austin walked in here on me praying this morning. I bet he thought, Lord, help us all if he's going to bring that today. But I, but I, 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 I sing every time toward the end. And I'm, I, and I'm believing something's going to happen because there is also another part to that last line. And it, it and it's another piece, so it just goes good. Come on now. And it's the praise of prayer. Did y'all see the word glory in there? To, to you be the power and the glory. That word is D-O-X-A, doxa. If y'all grew up in church, and I don't know if you did or not, but if y'all grew up in church, you've heard the doxology before, right? That's where the word comes from. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Y'all haven't been in church before. You're like, what's this dude talking about right now? But, but it's the doxology. And then listen, that song is literally the picture of this word, which means weight, worth, value. But he gives it down so that you'll shoot it up. Because your entire being, the purpose of your life, is to glorify your God. And so I'm acknowledging in the end through the Holy Spirit, God, this is all about you. Everything that I do is about you. I power up. It ain't, it, it, listen, it's not an emotion always, but something shifts in my life. And if y'all didn't feel a shift in your life just now, because it's not about a feeling, sometimes it, it's not just emotion. But if while we were worshiping, you, you, you didn't experience something toward the end, that's because you've detached completely and you've decided you didn't want to and you thought that the church was crazy and it's not real and it's all emotion. And I'm here to tell you that it is amazing because I did not even feel like it this morning. And before we came out to the second service, I'm telling you, now y'all might laugh, and it's okay if you do, but I really think I could have run through that wall and through the next one, because I was just ready, y'all. And it's what I saw the Lord do, and it's what I got to experience, and it doesn't matter how my circumstances were during the week. Something shifts when we praise. But here's the deal. If selfishness, and distrust and unforgiveness and circumstances and all of these things, which, by the way, are literally the reverse of those prayers in order. Literally the reverse of trusting him every day for my daily bread. Literally the reverse of forgiveness and, and God, I'm acknowledging that you're going to forgive me on that level. And, and that even in my temptation and trial, you're with me. And by the way, you're taking me somewhere on purpose. But if these things keep me from praising and praying, I'm powerless. And we... Not four points. We, the body of Jesus Christ, the church, capital C, are a powerless people. Because God has made us to be a, a group that shouts the praises of his people. God, God inhabits the praise of his people, and that word means a shout of praise. And we are silent, and we're embarrassed by people that look funny that shout. And we think, I don't feel like it. That person's just emotional. I'm not just emotional. Sometimes I am. But I'm not just emotional right now. 
Because y'all, it's heavy, and I don't even know how to explain it. If I could, I would give you the exact words to explain it. But there is power in praise. Power in praise. Our worship team is about to assist, and we're going to have fun right now. This is what I want y'all to know. There is amazing power in what goes into your ears and what happens. And the reason behind that is discussed in the Bible over and over and over. And so we're gonna, I'm going to show you three different ways that, that a sound of music, not the hills are alive with the sound of music, but like literally a sound of music can shift where you are. He, David, writing to, to God said, you turn my mourning into dancing and my sorrow into joy. And, and, and Saul, when he was facing an awful tormenting spirit, brought in the harp and the lyre. And something shifts in me. And no matter where you are, if you're trying to go to sleep and you're listening to thumping music, you ain't going to bed unless you're one of those people that just sleep all the time. I'm not that. I can't, I can't listen to the music that I like, a little hip-hop, getting after it all, come on. I can't listen to all, I, I can't do it. Because I'm going to be like this. I can't, Leah, I don't understand why I'm not going to sleep. Something's shifting. And so, the way that I felt today, I want y'all to know that I did not feel like going to battle. I didn't honestly feel like preaching. I just felt like, <clears throat> but something happens when you get alone with the Lord. And when praise interacts with that, it's powerful. Can y'all play, let's do a, like going to battle, like we're about to go to war and we're, gonna, we're just ready to roll. Play something for that. I know some of y'all came in here feeling terrible and lowly, but I need y'all to hear this right now. There is no weapon that is formed against you that can prosper. Listen, no weapon that is formed against you can prosper. You know why? Because in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Not death or life or angels nor demons nor principalities nor darkness. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come on, somebody in this place. Woo. Very good. Thank you. Phew, my adrenaline's pumping now. I'm about to fight. Now, y'all might not feel it because maybe y'all are just asleep and I don't know, like y'all still asleep, that's just whatever. But like, regardless of how you felt coming in, half of y'all that were asleep feel like going to take on hell with a water pistol right now. Because I could say the same thing, no weapon formed against me, without any music going. I could literally repeat the same thing and it's not as powerful. It's just not. You're like, yes, it is. It's not. <laughs> because there's something with that. And it doesn't matter what kind of music it is. Some of y'all don't like that kind of music. That doesn't even matter. We're ready to go up in this place right now. Where's Brian? Is Brian up here? Brian, get up here. The next song, I need Brian's help. He's fast. He can run up here quick. Here, look, you can just jump from there. Here, the next one we're going to do is this. And now listen. We have a good blend. That's impressive. We have a good blend of, of uh, people in this room. I'm not being judgmental, 
but I am a little bit. So I know that some of y'all can't dance, and I'm just judging that based completely on looking at you. <laughs> and I advise you to keep it in. You know what I mean? Like, just, just do the ear thing. Just, just, just keep it in. Just keep it in. And I'm not talking about any one particular group, white people. But, like, just keep it in. Just keep it in. Keep it in. Don't get carried away. But, like, some of us, if we go to somewhere to dance and stuff, y'all might not even feel like y'all were mad at your wife when you came in. And then the music gets going and that right leg just shakes a little bit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I see you. And then by the end of it, you dance with it. Like, what were we fighting about? I can't even remember. Like, you're getting after it. Can y'all play? I need you. Can y'all play a dance song? I, let's, let's do the one that we... Young people, y'all might not know this song. Oh, we gonna beat it? This is Michael Jackson, young people. I know y'all don't know Michael Jackson. Look at him, he's ready. Oh! Thank you. I was going to try that, and it just wasn't going to go well, so I thought I'd let Brian do it. Now, I saw some of y'all sitting still, and y'all are mad right now. We just need to pray, okay, because it's fun. And, but even if you have zero soul, and I know that's okay, because it's good, but if, I, praise the Lord. I acknowledge that in Jesus' name. But, I mean, you still get, I can get at least a toe going. I can see it. I can see through the chairs, and I can see your toe moving a little bit. Because no matter your, your, your spirit, and no matter that it's Michael Jackson, y'all hear this, the music changes something. I'm just going to say this. I didn't have time to say it in the first service. That's the danger of music, too. Ezekiel 28, Isaiah 14, talk about the fall of Lucifer, who the Bible describes as you, are, you were my anointed cherub, meaning angel. And he was over all of worship. And when he fell, guess what? That anointing stayed. Have y'all ever wondered why Hollywood and the music industry is so powerful and moves the, the, everything so much? That's why. Because the enemy knows how to access what you haven't figured out how to access. And it's through praise. Because God inhabits the praise of his people. And even though they're praising the wrong thing, something shifts. It's just not the Holy Spirit of God. And so this isn't a message on I think you're bad if you listen to a certain kind of music. This is you need to consider in your own heart what that music is doing to you because it does have power over it. Power. And then country's just bad. So if y'all like country, I love you with the love of the Lord, but it's just bad because I don't know what they It's just sad music, y'all. Sadness. I just can't deal with it. But if y'all love country, I love you. I love all of y'all. I see you. I see you. I lost my dog in my car and I wish that I had a star. Where's my beer? Where's my tear? I lost it again. But, but it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm just messing with y'all. Okay. We're not doing country, right? No country? All right. Good. Praise the Lord. But I love y'all that love country. I do. I got nothing but love. But now here's the last one, and this is my favorite one because I am a daddy. Okay. I need every mom and dad in the house that knows what it's like to put the children to bed Hada Mosey. 
and they won't go to sleep. What do y'all play at night? Lullaby. See, I, I knew that I was going to get some, some call and response from y'all on that one. So this seriously happened. I, 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 if I didn't, I don't even know if I'd believe it, but we got a video we're going to show you in a second. Not yet. So Thursday night, my kid does not sleep. Neither one of my kids are very good sleepers. They get blessed from their dad's genetics. And so I just feel I could go to sleep right now. It's just beautiful. Soothing. But on, on, I'm serious. On Thursday night, I, I said, Hasten, we're going to do something. And I had my phone right here by my hip. He did not know I was videoing. He thought I was just holding it to read it. I need you to sit still. Okay, I can do that, Daddy. And then he's up. And he literally did this when the video was ending. And I'm telling you, he's supposed to be holding still. <laughs> now, every one of y'all thought I was exaggerating. He's holding still, y'all. 9.15 p.m. This is one minute. Y'all just take it in. This is four years old. Why are you not sitting still? Nobody in here knows what I'm talking about. Come on. It's a nice book. Thank you. It's a deer book. It's a deer book. Just wait. This is boring. What? Mommy, it's your turn. It's your turn, Mom. All of y'all thought I was lying, didn't you? Huh? So listen, I need y'all to <laughs> praise the Lord. That's my genetics, y'all. At this moment, I had to put him to bed. Yeah, he's ready. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> but, but this is the truth. Hasten, just <laughs> he's, he's active, okay? It's a very kind way to put it. But every day, for real, since, don't think that I'm a great daddy all of a sudden because I yelled at him about three minutes before that. But, but every day since he's been born, I've, I've sung the same song to him. Jesus, 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 there's just something. And it's, it's unbelievable. And he sings it with me. And it, you can just see his countenance. We all play some kind of lullaby together. Some of y'all came in here high, strung, and stressed out, and you feel just defeated. But I'm here to tell you that the Lord is your shepherd, and you shall not want. That he causes you to lie down in green pastures. That he leads you beside still waters. That he restores your soul. That, that he leads you on that path for his name's sake and even though you walk through that valley of the shadow of death you don't have to fear evil because his rod and his staff comfort you he prepares the table before you in the presence of your enemy his cup 
overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow him for the rest of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord. And it does not matter how rough it was when you came in. There's something that's soothing about his praise and in a lullaby. Thank you. Can y'all give it up for the worship team? The interactive service, everybody. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power when we worship. And listen, don't miss this. There is an anointing over music, but when you tie that in with the Holy Spirit of God, holy cow. Because this is what Jesus said when he was leaving. When he was leaving earth, the very last thing out of his mouth, and then he ascended into heaven. He said, listen, this is what's going to happen, Acts 1.8. He said, this is what's going to happen to you. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That word upon is that epi, that falling over us. It's one of the three phrases used in how he works with us inside of us and beside of us. And in this way, when he falls over you. Some of y'all need that today. When he falls over you in your life, how does that happen? By asking, Lord, will you come? Holy Spirit, fill me. Come. Holy Spirit, I I am so battle-weary. Listen, God didn't call you to do the battle. He called you to march with him. He's already won the battle. That's good. I'm preaching 70% better than y'all are listening in this place. He didn't call you to battle. He's already won the battle, but he wants you to march. His wings are the ones we fly on. I'm about to preach two weeks from now's message. I'm going to hold that off, but y'all better come. The Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And I know what people think. That's that's not me. I'm not a witness. But you don't have to have a special, loud, crazy, soft, different, this, that personality type. You have to have the Holy Spirit of the living God fall on you. And he comes when you ask. Because here's the deal. When you get saved, you get all the Holy Spirit you can get in you. But he don't get all of you. Every single day that you decide to pray and power up, then he gets all of you. Because he's a gentleman, and he knocks. And even though you're saved, if you prayed and trusted Christ as your Savior, through free will, he allows you to do it on your own. And you are powerless because you're praiseless and you're prayerless. And your pastor struggled this week with that. And when I interacted with people, I was doing it on my own accord. And I could, listen, I can fake it. But eventually, have y'all noticed this? Eventually, the truth comes out. And I'm just telling y'all, I don't like it. I looked at Leah Thursday. We stayed up till 3 a.m., I believe it was, and we talked and we cried together. And I said, I just don't understand. I'm struggling so deeply. And then I came to the realization that God loves that, not because he likes to see me hurting, but because he loves to see me desperately for him, needing him. Mother Teresa is the one that said, until God is the only one you need, he'll never be all you have. And it's because we have everything that we think we need. But until I know that he's all that I need, if I lose everything, I've still got him. Then I'm powerless. Because I fill my life with everything but him. But y'all look what happened in Acts 4. I love this. It says, and when they had prayed, everybody said, when they had prayed. prayed. Not when they had had preached a really good message not when they read the Bible ten times all the way through not when they got three degrees and they were and they got their badge of good Christian on them when they had prayed and that word prayed means through praise and prayer when they had praised with their mouth and prayed to our God the place in which they were gathered 
was shaking. Maybe it's just me, but I would love to be in a place because the people prayed that it started shaking in the presence of God. Paul and Silas were in shackles in prison. Their circumstances should have made them silent, but they declared hymns to God. They sang to him. They praised and gave praise to him and him alone. They returned glory to the sender, the only place that it belongs. And the chains broke and the prison gate swung open. Y'all, if I saw that, I would faint. That should happen in our personal lives and in our soul every day of our life. But we're powerless. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with? With boldness. See, this is is how the plane's going to start going down. I just want y'all to get this. This is why we wore our superhero shirts today. Because one, I do like Superman. (laughs) But if I were Superman right now, and y'all were not, what's the one thing y'all could do to me to hurt me? Kryptonite. And at the end of the day, he could probably eat kryptonite, and he'd be all right eventually. He's Superman. He's just nasty. Y'all know what I'm talking about. He's good. And I'm not Superman. I'm not a good man sometimes. I'm a, I'm a man that struggles. I'm a man. But I have this dude. And he's a, he is the God man, Christ Jesus, who, who made a home in my heart. I'm like. Who never needed me to be powerful and never needed to be super Christian. Never needed me to wear a badge that said, I don't ever sin, I don't ever mess up. He just needed me to be available and every day ask him, Lord, fill me, power me up so I can shoot it back to you, so I can make it all about you, so that through all my circumstances, through death or life or angels or demons or principalities or darkness, no matter what I face or the people around me face, I'm more than a conqueror because I'm in Christ Jesus. But if I was your enemy and you had a superpower too, I would try to take your superpower away from you. And you have this power in the name of Jesus. You have this power through the Holy Spirit who gives it to you so that you return it to him. And in the process, everybody sees you and says, is that her? Is that him that I grew? Is that, what happened to you? You were that dude. I was. But it's Jesus. He changes everything. In my worst of days, in my best of days, in every single day, he changes everything when I let him when I give him access to my spirit because God's moving every day he don't need you and he don't need me but when I let him by saying God I keep trying this thing and I keep messing up I got a hundred percent batting average if y'all know what I'm talking about but every time I move out of the way I say God let's do this but let's do it your way something shifts because here's the deal the enemy wants to rob you of your power so that you'll never fulfill your purpose. You have, people get frustrated with this when people preach on destiny and purpose, but that's because they don't believe that they have a destiny and a purpose in Christ. Listen to me right now. If you never come back because of this, I love you with the love of the Lord, find a place that will lie to you and tell you you don't. You have unbelievable, untapped potential in Christ, not in you. It's only in you because he is in you. And the day that you say, it's all about you, cover me, something shifts. But if I was your enemy like he is, the enemy, the devil, 
who prowls around you like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I just want to shut your mouth. I'd want to shut your prayer and I'd want to shut your praise because if I can make you remember that it's not about him and remember how bad you are, and call to your remembrance all the things that you're not and call to your remembrance why you shouldn't be praising and call to your remembrance all the things that you should never do again. You're defeated. You know what's sad about that? The rock ain't moved. The rock won't move. It, it, it never will. He will never move. He can't move because he is the foundation that the church is built on and always will be until he returns for his bride, you and me. But I constantly remind myself of how bad my circumstances are or how lowly I feel. Some of y'all feel so much deep pain today, more than I've ever experienced times 100. But all I can tell you is that that means God has an unbelievable destiny for you. I believe, there's not a percentage because we don't know, but I believe that the vast majority of people that call themselves Christ followers never reach their purpose because they're powerless. But I'm telling y'all right now, I'm about to, I ain't yelling at you if I start yelling. Okay, I love you. But I love this verse so much, y'all, I say it to myself all the time. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God did not give you, Christian, a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind and a self-discipline. You're like, I can't be disciplined enough to not. He gave you the power to do it. I can't overcome this drug. I can't overcome sex. I can't overcome. I can't overcome. He didn't give you the spirit of fear. He gave you power and love and of self-control. I can't overcome it. I'm telling y'all, there's things in my life that I look and say, good gracious on Moses, I can't overcome this. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Because he already overcame it. He already faced everything. And he already gave me the ability through his spirit who he left with us as our comforter, as our guide, as our strength, as our portion to do it all. And most of us look at our circumstances and say it's bigger. Who are we kidding? God made everything by his mouth, by speaking. He holds the universe in the palm of his hand. But he loves you enough individually to call you by name and to bring heaven to earth through you. Even if you were the only one in this room. And he's just waiting on you. And the problem is, I consider, unlike David, the size of my giant. When all I have to do is consider the size of my God. I'm the only one. I'm, I, all I have to do is look at that thing that's in my life that there's no way I can beat and say... A little shepherd boy, 12 years old, 12 years old, looks at a nine-foot dude whose bronze chest plate weighed three times as much as David did at the time and said, all right, I got these rocks, bro. <laughs> Mama said, knock you out. But bam But it wasn't his power or his strength. It was the fact that he was the anointed chosen one of God. You are the anointed chosen of God if you follow Christ. And there's nothing that can stop you except you. Because we give Satan far too much credit. Far too much credit. But no devil in hell or here on earth or enemy can stop you in Christ. But the weakest one 
has already defeated you if you're not. So here's the point. Here's the point. There's three parts. There's a father who loves you, a loving father who's waiting on that front porch on you to come home. That's where it comes from. Everything good comes from above, from my father of lights. And then there's someone that we pray through. And salvation comes through no other name except Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit, he left for us to, with is what that word means as a synonym. He's beside you, he's before you, he's behind you, he's inside you, he covers you. And Paul was pretty smart. He wrote half the New Testament. He was a pretty smart dude. He was the anointed writer of Romans and then the, the rest of the book until the very end, the New Testament. And this is what Paul said in Romans 11. Romans 11 is such a great chapter because it's written to you, the Gentile, the non-Jewish person. And it says that we're grafted into the faith that God's chosen people were the Israelites, but now that's you. Because he, he made you one of his. And then he just reminds us of the Lord's prayer. Paul does right here. Look at this. It says, for from God and through him and to him are all things. Let me read that again because I don't know if y'all got that. For from him and through him and to him are everything. So to him be the glory forever. Amen. No man deserves glory. We honor each other to outdo one another, to show how much we love our Lord Jesus and to consider how much weight you're actually worth because the blood of Jesus is that price that he paid for you. We honor up, down, and sideways for that very reason, but glory only goes to God because everything comes from him and goes through him and to him so maybe the reason that you're sitting in the position that you're sitting in today is because you've made any of this about you and I've made any of this about me because your God loves you so much that he will not condemn you with his fullest life and if God gave you what you were asking for that's exactly what it would be and this has been I, I'm, I can't even begin to tell y'all how many times I've said this but this is what I want you to walk away with today it's not about me it's not about me. It's not about Mark. This church is not about me. My home is not about me. I literally prayed this over my kids last night after I had fussed at them. We sat, sat down and I prayed this prayer, y'all. Lord, thank you for letting me have some borrowed time with these children, but these children are not mine. They're yours. What an honor and a blessing it is to get to be the daddy and the mommy of Haston and Laney. But these are your kids. You anointed their heads with oil. You set them apart. You put their feet on a solid rock. You have a wife and a husband picked out for my two. And so I'm just going to do the best job I can in the time that I have to be their daddy. Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you know why that is? Because it's not about me. And the only way that I'll be a great husband and great daddy, great pastor, great whatever people want to call me, it's if he becomes greater and I become less. If every day, tomorrow and Wednesday, when I feel like I felt this week and every other day, I remember that through praise, a shift can take place and that the enemy wants to name me powerless and call me the names that I know that I've called myself over and over and remind me of how bad I am and remind me of how far I've gone. 
but that's not who I am because I'm in Christ. And the moment that you remember that and the moment that you shout a praise, he turns your mourning into dancing and your sorrow into joy. How, how can you even say that, Pastor, if you knew what I've been through? I'm just telling you. He guards your heart and mind. There's a peace that covers you and calms you. There's an excitement that takes place through what he does. And it will shift everything. But y'all, I'm telling you, and I love you enough to tell you the truth. The Unplugged series ends here. You will be unplugged the rest of your life if that's your choice. Because the power cord is this far away from you. Just like, just like the picture on our sermon series. But you have to pray and praise and let him plug in every day. And there's not rollover minutes for your power. It runs out just like your cell phone. And you'll decide now whether it's all about him or it's all about you because it's not some about him. It's all about him. So this is what I want you to do in closing. I'm trying to be... as passionate as I can without yelling because I want this to be very intimate. This isn't about the person sitting beside you. This isn't about I wish so-and-so was here to hear this or I wish he'd hurry up. This is about you. And I want you to ask yourself one question. God, what are you saying to me today? God, what is it in my life that I need to do to see that shift happen in my life? Because you'll either decide to remain right where you are or you'll decide to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day and walk with Him. And I'm telling you, signs and wonders will happen in your life. I've had so many people, y'all, tell me, Pastor, you got to be careful telling them and declaring over them what, what they can be. And I just want to hug those people and say, if you only knew what would happen in Christ. If you only knew what would happen when you declare it's not about me, it's about the God who loves me in me, Every day, I believe miracles should happen around us. I just think we miss them because we don't have time for God. What is he saying to you? For some of you, I believe that it's for the very first time. You give everything to God. I believe that's salvation. I believe salvation is when you confess. This is what Romans said. The same Paul that wrote that wrote this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord over all and through all and in all, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe that's some of you today. And every brother and sister in this room that's a Christian, we're not going to be powerless people anymore. We're going to raise up an army, but it's not this guy that's the army commander. The commander of heaven's army is named King Jesus. I just get to be one of his generals or whatever else that the, the, he, he wants to call me. I can be private. I can be whoever. He's the commander of heaven's army. Will you bow with me? Just going to give you a chance to respond, Pastor. You were talking straight to me. I feel like my heart's beating out of my chest. I need to give it all to God and trust him for the very first time and really mean it right now. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation for you. Today is the day of salvation. If that's you, will you just slip your hand up right where you are and let me see it. Pastor, that's me. I need to be saved right now. Just slip it up. Just slip it up for one second. You put it right back down. That's me. I'm going to let everybody else respond. 
How you respond from here is up to you. But if you would say, Pastor, I've struggled and I want his power through praise and prayer so that I can return it to sender and make it all about him. I need a touch from the Lord. That's me today. If that's you all over the room, just slip your hand up. You can put it right back down. Thank you. Thank you. God, you see hands and more importantly, you know hearts. Lord, we're, we're broken. We're hurting. We're excited. We're healed. We're free. We're lost. But we're people who have one thing in common, and that's our desperate need for Jesus. And so today, Lord, over this house, I'm just praying and believing that you're going to do something and shift something that will change everything. And so, Lord, thank you for who you are and what you do and how you heal this land when we humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our old ways. We hear from heaven and you heal our land. Lord, it's not a president. It's not a person, but it's you that can change everything. So, Lord, thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you all to do one thing as we worship. This is what I want you all to do. I want some of you all to respond right now. I just want you to come and respond right now. If you want to stay, you can stay. But I'd love for you to come and respond right now. We're going to sing a song that's one of my favorite called The Anthem. But here's what I said in the first service that I didn't say in the second. It's a Memorial Day weekend, and I love America. We salute with our hand over our heart, and we're proud to be Americans. Do you know what I'm more proud of to be Americans? And I'm so thankful for every person that's in the military. I'm so thankful for my freedom. I, I tear up when the national anthem plays and I see the flag. I'm, I'm thankful to be an American, but I'm more thankful to be a follower of Christ and to be called his son. And so the reason that I raise my hands to give y'all a picture is much like what I do when I put my hand over my heart. I'm just acknowledging the one who I'm returning to sender, the glory. And I'm going to challenge y'all for the first time, some of y'all to do that. If you don't do it, it's fine. You might not put your hand over your heart either. That's between you and God. But there's power in that. And so I'm just asking y'all to do it that way. And then if God spoke to you, just make this your altar. We're not going to embarrass you, but just come. There's something powerful about praying with brothers and sisters in Jesus. So y'all come worship with us.